Hello, everyone. Rob Wolf from The Lone Factory, and you are listening to The Lone Wolf Podcast. That's loan spelled L-O-A-N, as in borrow money. I talk about mortgages, and I throw some real estate mix into it. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast, or you could be watching this on my YouTube channel by the same name. Just go in the search engine of YouTube, The Lone Wolf Podcast, and you'll see all my videos up there. Okay, so um, keep me in mind if you want to reach me up a email, rob.wolf at loanfactory.com, or call me on my cell, 727-366-5722. If you get my voicemail, please leave a message. I promise you I'll get back to you ASAP. I am not a bank. I am available after 5 o'clock on the weekends. My cell phone is my only phone I have. Okay, I am a licensed loan officer. In three states, in Florida, where I live, the Sunshine State, in the great state of Pennsylvania, where I grew up, go cheesesteaks, and uh, also Colorado, where I vacation every year, the Rocky Mountain State. Now, if you're looking for a loan in some other state, let me know, because Loan Factory, uh, we are licensed in 47 states, so I can find a loan officer to hook you up with uh, to answer your mortgage needs, Okay. Uh, This podcast is just me, but sometimes I have guests. And if you want to be a guest sometime, let me know. As long as it's related to the mortgage field, whether you're a real estate agent, title person, maybe you're in the contracting business, a builder, you know, something like that. uh, Let me know and we could work something out. You can be a guest on my show. Um, I keep these podcasts under 30 minutes and they're aired every Wednesday at nine o'clock. But again, if you miss a podcast, no worries. Just uh, go to my YouTube channel and watch it or go to the podcast, uh, the lonewolfpodcast.com, and you can look at this episode, listen to this episode or uh, old ones. All right. So without further ado, um, we're going to talk about a couple non-QM loans. Now, non-QM to refresh your memory, non-qualified mortgage. Okay. A qualified mortgage, they have strict guidelines. That's Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA. Okay. Well, Some lenders, they go outside those guidelines to open things up for other people, such as self-employed people, investors, uh, foreign uh, national people, ITIN borrowers, you know, stuff like that. So what we're going to talk about are two types of loans for investors. One is the investor cash flow, also known as DSCR, and the other is a commercial loan. Now, when I say commercial, I'm talking like five to eight units, okay? Not the big apartment complexes of 50 plus units, okay? So now before I get into the weeds and talk about the guidelines or details, let me make sure we're on the same page. These types of, there's hundreds of lenders that do non-QM loans, okay? I'm a broker and I've got a plethora of lenders that I can go to. And I concentrate on a few that I'm comfortable with. And these are the guidelines of one of my lenders. Okay. But that's not to say that if this lender has this guideline, it doesn't mean you can't go to another lender. That's the beauty, blessing or curse, whatever you want to call it, about non-QM loans. It's not like the qualified mortgages. We go to the banks and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac If you don't meet certain guidelines, that's it. Okay, so let's talk about the first one. 
the investor cash flow. So you want to get into the business of being an investor and you've got a single family unit house you want to look at or maybe a quad, triplex or, or duplex. OK. These loans, you're going to need 20 percent down. OK, you might be able to get 15 percent with some lenders. OK, but most of them are going to want 20 percent down and your credit score needs to be 620. OK, the loan sizes, 150,000 minimum, you know, up to three, three and a half million. Again, you might be able to find a lender that goes under 150. But to be honest, these types of non-QM loans are very labor intensive and there's not a lot of money in them with the low dollar amount. So that's why they set the minimum at $150,000. Okay. Now the property types, just about any property except manufactured homes. Okay. It can be a single family house, can be a condo, can be a townhouse and can be a modular home. Okay, it just can't be a manufactured home. And this is for U.S. citizens or permanent resident aliens here, not for um, ITIN or uh, foreign nationals. Okay, foreign national is a different loan that you can get involved with, but but not this one. Okay, so if you got a house already, you've got a mortgage already. You do need to make sure you're up to date. Okay, you can't have a late payment within the last 24 months uh, with with housing, especially 12 months. Okay, so make sure you're up to date. You don't have a mortgage late payment. Bankruptcies, you've got to be at least two years past. Okay, if it's two years to three, you know you might have to put 25% down. Okay, if it's been three plus years, then you're probably at that 20% down payment. Again, check with the lender if you've got a bankruptcy or foreclosure out there. Now, if you're an experienced investor, experience is you've done something within the last three years and you can prove that with a lease. Here's a lease that's been 12 months. Okay, so you're an experienced investor. You might get a different rate or you might not have to put as much money down. Okay, if you're not experienced, if you're getting to this for the first time, you're probably going to have to be putting 25% down. Okay, uh, gift funds, they are allowed. Okay, but they're only allowed for the down payment and or the closing cost. You can't call Uncle Joe to put $50,000 into your checking and savings account for reserves. Okay, it's got to be down payment or closing costs. Now, the minimum that you, the borrower, you've got to put at least 10% of the down payment, okay? So keep that in mind. So let's talk about reserves. How much do you need in savings? Now, when I say reserves, this is after you put the down payment and pay for closing costs, okay? So if your loan is less than a million, one and a half million, you only need a couple months of reserves, two months, because that's really not that bad, to be honest. Uh, but I'm going to talk about that a little bit later about finding uh, budgeting and stuff. So, so pay attention to that. If the loan is one and a half to two and a half million, you need six months reserves. And if it's above two and a half million, you're going to need 12 months of reserves. And what are reserves? That's money in your bank. Okay. That's your checking or savings, you know, cash, liquid. And they count all of that. Okay. Now, if you've got a, a 401k or an IRA, a Roth, 
we count that, but only 70% of that value. So if you have $100,000 in your checking account and $100,000 in a 401k, well, the 401k, we count as 70,000. So really we count that as $170,000 total. Does that make sense? Okay. So let's talk about how you get these loans. How do they decide on giving you the loan? Okay. There, this is a no income loan. Okay. You're not giving the lender pay stubs. Okay. That's what makes these different. What these lenders are looking at is the property, the investment property. What is this going to bring in for rental income? And will that be enough to pay the mortgage? Pretty simple, right? So when you have a property in mind, okay, you're probably going to do your due diligence ahead of time. See, okay, what, what is this rent for? Okay, what are my payments going to be? And is it positive or not? And that's what the appraiser does. So you've got a, a, pro, a property in mind. The appraiser goes out and he does an analysis of what that will bring in compared to other like properties, rental properties. And it could be short-term rentals. And that he will look at the air DNA analysis and see what that brings in. Either case, and let's just say, for example, it looks like it's going to bring in $3,300 a month in rent. Oh, okay. If your mortgage payment is $3,000, that's above 1.0, and you would have a certain amount of down payment and have a, you know, it, your interest rate would be adjusted accordingly. Now, if the rent is $2,800 and the mortgage payment is $3,000, you're below one. Now, believe it or not, you can still get the loan, but you're probably going to have to bring more of a down payment. Okay, maybe an extra 5% down payment, and you may need more reserves. Now, you can go down as low as 0.75. Okay, so for example, if the mortgage payment is 3000 2250 believe it or not if the rent is 2250 you could still get this loan now you're going to be losing 750 bucks a month so be prepared you're going to have to have a lot of reserves and you better hope that property appraises or rentals you know rise pretty quick but anyway it is available out there okay so let's talk about that the rental income versus the mortgage payment. Okay, if you're a first time investor, pay attention, okay? And for those that are seasoned, you know what I'm gonna talk about when it comes to your rental income versus the mortgage payment. In our example, $3,300 rent, $3,000 mortgage payment, we made $300 a month, that's 10%. We're thinking this is good. That's better than the stock market. Okay. But what you need to consider is that's if the place is rented 12 months a year. Okay. No property rents out 12 months a year for 30 straight years. Okay. So you need to factor a few things into this. Vacancy is one. Okay. Every year or two, you're going to get new tenants and you're going to have at least one, two, three months worth of vacancy. Okay, so consider that. While it's vacant, you're going to have to go in and do some routine maintenance, paint the walls, 
you know, replace the carpets. You're going to have to, you know, factor in that upkeep slash repair and maintenance. You know, repair and maintenance, you know, your water heater is going to go. Your air conditioner is going to go. The appliances are going to go. Factor those in. And God forbid we get a tenant. We've all been there. They trash the place. Okay. I had properties in Illinois. And yes, I've had tenants that left the place trashed. And that security deposit doesn't cover it. Okay. So work a budget out and make sure that you can cover it with your reserves. This is why the investors want reserves, but you may want a little more on the side. And also factor in, if you notice, I'm just talking about the mortgage payment. Okay. I'm not talking about the real estate taxes, the insurance on the building. What about utilities, garbage pickup? Okay, so lawn maintenance. I mean, keep all these things in mind. You're going to have to write down to make sure it's cash flow positive and you don't get caught uh, with, you know, vacancy problems. Okay, so hopefully I've explained the investor cash flow or debt service coverage ratio loan. Now let's go to the commercial side. And again, commercial is five to eight unit properties. And what's interesting about this type of loan, it doesn't have to be all residential. It can be, but it could be a mix, meaning residential and commercial. So think of it, you're you're in a small town, well, any town for that matter, and there's storefronts on the street level and up top there's apartments. Okay. So that would be an example of mixed use. So, If you're looking at a property that's two to three units, then one can be commercial. If it's four to five units, then two can be commercial. And if it's six to eight units, then three can be commercial. Okay, now for these loans, you're going to need 25% down. And your credit needs to be 660. And the minimum, if it's all residential, is a half million dollars. Okay, if it's mixed use, it's $750,000. Okay, that's the minimum. So keep that in mind. Now the max is about 2 million for this lender. I'm, I'm guessing there's other lenders that go higher than the 2 million. Okay, but uh, keep those numbers in mind. For trade lines like credit cards, same thing as before. If it's 24 months, you need three credit cards. If it's two years um, or three years, then you only need two credit cards, okay? For housing payments, they look at a longer period, so it's two years, okay? If you've had a late mortgage payment in two years, that's not going to work, okay? So keep that in mind. Bankruptcies and foreclosures, 24 months, okay? Two years. Make sure you've got that way behind you. Now, You cannot get into this uh, investing world if you've never done it before. It's not for first-time investors, okay? You have to be seasoned. Also, no gift money, okay? This is all you. You're you're all in on this one, okay? And for reserves, if the property is under $1.5 you need six months of reserves. And if the property is above that $1.5 then you need nine months of reserves. Same idea as before. Reserves is after we account for the closing cost and the down payment. 
Okay. Now that DSCR, remember I was saying that the other loan, you could be below one, uh, meaning taking a loss. You can't with this. Okay. You have to be uh, cash flow positive. Your rent must be above the mortgage payment. Okay. So again, an appraiser is going to go out, look at the property and do a rental analysis and same concept. If you've got renters already, then we need to show the leases so that it it's apples to apples. If the leases are expiring, then the appraiser is going to look at the average lease in the area and, and judge it on that. Now, this is key. You cannot have more than two vacancies. Okay. Regardless of, of the, the number of units. Okay. So whether it's five units or eight units, it doesn't matter. If you've got three vacancies, you won't get the loan. Okay. And the last item is um, it's got to be long-term renters. Okay. This isn't the seasonal uh, short-term rental. Okay. So long-term meaning one-year rentals. Okay. So hopefully uh, that gives you a, a good idea of the types of loans uh, investors out there uh, that might be available for you if you're looking to get into the rental world and you tried going to your bank. And I was there. I, I went to my bank when I was in Illinois and I kind of wish I knew about these because who knows, maybe I would have had a, a bigger portfolio of rental properties. But anyway, again, these are non-QM loans. There's hundreds of lenders out there if not thousands, to be honest, uh, that offer these types of loans. If you have any questions, uh, hit me up. Uh, again, my email is rob.wolf at loanfactory.com or call me on my cell, 727-366-5722. Okay. Uh, well, we kept this podcast uh, well under the 30-minute uh, mark. I think we're right around 20 minutes. Uh, I kind of like that 20-minute uh, range, uh, to be honest with you anyway. But uh, anyway, like I said, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And again, I'll see you in the next podcast. Or if you have questions, just hit me up. I'll be glad to help you out. All right, folks. Have a great day. Talk to you later.